You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Steve Keithley, Solutions Consultant for E2Open. Exporters can face potentially costly risks when managing so many trade partners at any given time. Manual screening processes can be inefficient and lead to hefty fines, sanctions, or brand damage. How can a restricted party screening solution help exporters mitigate those risks? Steve Keithley, solutions consultant for e open shares some of his insights on today's Inbound Logistics podcast. Joining me this morning is Steve Keithley, Solutions Consultant for E2Open. Steve, thank you so much for joining the Inbound Logistics Podcast today. Thank you, Jeff. It's great to be here, and I appreciate everyone for attending the podcast today as well. That's good to have you. Uh, Steve, today we're going to be talking about mitigating risks uh, using restricted party screening. But before we get started, could you introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, give us a little bit about your background and what you're doing with E2Open. Sure, Absolutely. So my name is Steve Keithley, and I'm a solutions consultant currently with E2Open. I've been in the industry for 27 years now. Um, so I'm a subject matter expert pretty much for all import-export compliance, customs brokerage-related items. Currently, I have been in this position at E2Open, formerly Amber Road, for the last 10 years as a solutions consultant, subject matter expert, um, primarily focusing in our small medium business units. Excellent. So, like I said, we're going to be talking about risks associated with not having a restricted party screening system. But uh, if you could, could you explain exactly what some of those risks are? So basically the risks involved of not screening your parties with a restricted party solution is first and foremost fines and penalties. Um, U.S. Customs, OFAC, BIS, whatever government agency they can come in and do an audit. And if you're not using a restricted party screening solution or if you're doing screening manually and not catching the, the appropriate people, you can get a hefty fine. You can have your export privileges revoked. Brand damage is also a huge issue because once you have your brand damage, it's hard to come back from that. Also, too, when you're doing restricted party screening, the challenges involved can be a, accurate and current content, that's, that's very important. So organizations frequently don't know which list to consult with, nor do they know which lists have changed. And also many do not have someone within their organization who monitors and manages those updates. Using a compliance solution, such as a restricted party screen solution, will do that automatically for you. Also, too, manual human screening cannot do any kind of advanced screening methods. So if screening is done manually, it could be unclear how compliance professionals should compare names and addresses of trade parties to entities on this list. So that is also a problem with doing data entry mistakes and screening of partial names and addresses. So a, a solution can take care of all of this for you. Real-time screening is also key. Real-time screening and persisted dynamic screening, which means that your entities will be dynamically rescreened against the most up-to-date restricted party lists available. Using a manual nature, you're risking that you're not going to catch somebody when a restricted party screening list updates. And then also, too, when you're using a solution, it also aids in productivity by using different types of workflow to clearly define how to handle a situation when somebody is a match on a list. But I would say the top three risks probably are, like I said, sanctions, fines, uh, have your export privileges revoked, and like I said, brand damage. All right. Well, how can organizations expand their screening scope then? What they can do is they can do 
um, additional sanctioned party list. Um, the single most important function of an R RPS program is to effectively screen trade parties against current denied party lists, like I said. The list must be complete, accurate, and updated regularly for best possible identification of a potential restricted party. The United States has eight different agencies and departments which issue lists in other countries, such as those in the EU, Russia, India, China, Hong Kong, really in a global nature. To date, you know, most compliance solutions will support over 350 global lists, and these are used regularly by companies for restricted party screening. With the proliferation, these lists and the frequency with, with which they are updated, companies can experience a significant productivity drain if their compliance team attempts to manage this process manually, and I spoke earlier about this as well. It could take many days to incorporate changes to a list, and this does not support rapid pace of today's transactions. So you could potentially miss a party that is restricted before a shipment happens, and if that happens, then you're not in compliance. All right, you, you touched on a, a few pitfalls uh, of that manual screening process. How can exporters move away from that process then? Well, they can fully automate the screening process. So what they gotta do is they have to ask key questions to, to effectively design their screening process. So how many trading partners do you need to screen? Volume is a key to this whole process because most times when you're using an automated solution, if you have a high volume, then doing it manually, you're not gonna be able to do that effectively. Also, how often will you need to screen them? Manually, you can't do it every day. It's just not possible. With a solution, it can automatically rescreen those every single day. And then, is your process consistent? So in a manual nature, people don't establish processes. They'll just either, you know, Google somebody, they'll call BIS, they'll look at the consolidated list, and those just aren't a, con a consistent process where a solution can, can establish that for you. Also, like I said, volume, timing, and control are important factors to consider when developing requirements for an RPS solution. Most RPS solutions provide the option to manually enter product details through a web-based form as well. So if you have a lower volume, you can do it through an automated solution through a manual nature, what gives you better protection than just doing it from, like I said, either a Google search or the six consolidated list. Okay. Uh, what are some of the key elements uh, of uh, electronic integration for restricted party screening solutions? So your solutions should support multiple integration methods. So look for an RPS solution that provides multiple ways to integrate and return statuses to an enterprise resource or ERP system and key users. So today, you know, most capabilities will have an XML real-time integration or an FTP batch integration or a manual spreadsheet upload. That will be key to automate the process. Many RPS solutions provide the capability to do this. Um, like I said, the real-time integration eliminates the rekeying of data and associated errors and aids in that productivity when you're doing your screening. A key element of electronic integration is that it should be bi-directional. Many RPS solutions do not send status messages back to an ERP system. For example, a flag trade party must be communicated back to an order management system so that the order is put on hold. If you have a low screening volume or limited technical resources for integration with your ERP system or CRM for that matter, look for a solution that supports a batch data transfer using your spreadsheet. These are going to aid you, like I said, in productivity and giving you, and also delivering the most accurate restricted party screening um, with the least amount of human interaction. And finally, 
users should be able to screen from any web browser. So look for solutions that also provide simple ad hoc screen capabilities in addition to an integrated function so that the users do have that option if they need to screen somebody outside of an integration. Okay. You mentioned accuracy there, uh, obviously an important factor. Uh, how do exporters mitigate the risk of false positives while uh, increasing that screening accuracy? Well, for one, they use advanced word matching technologies. So in, in rare cases, screening results will give you an exact match on a name. For example, when you screen John Smith, it matches with John Smith. In reality, sanctioned parties aren't this easy to catch. They will try to avoid detection by ordering goods or services using an alias or by changing the spelling of their name or address. If your screening solution relies on exact matching, one transposed character could potentially allow a transaction with a sanctioned trade party to go through. So look for a screening solution that provides both single word and phrase matching functionality that ranks and scores trade party names and addresses based on how similar they are to a sanctioned party. By evaluating each word in a phrase, you can develop strategies to exclude common words apply synonyms, or give additional weight to, to special industry-related terms. This leads to a much more compliant and accurate screening solution. Leading solutions have the ability to tune the, the screening engine to achieve the highest levels of accuracy with the lowest number of false positive matches, which is key. In the absence of advanced word matching technologies and tuning algorithms, many organizations must increase the tolerance of false positives to get higher accuracy. Unfortunately, best practices research shows that productivity and the ability to make accurate decisions are inversely related to the percentage of false positive matches. Clearly, more false positive mean more work and lower productivity. But another consideration is that an overloaded user clearing false positive may miss an actual denied party match. So technology is a key determinant here and only those screening solutions that use advanced word and phrase matching can deliver high accuracy with low false positive match rates, often less than 1%. Many lower-end solutions have false positive rates between 5 and 25%, which can significantly increase the cost of resolution. So it's important to invest in the right screening technology to make the difference between hours or days of work that can ensure the highest level of compliance. All right, so touching on that right uh, RPS solution, uh, technology. Uh, should exporters utilize on-demand solutions or subscription-based? Well, they can be one and the same. So an on-demand solution, as for instance the one we offer at E2Open, is cloud-based and a subscription-based. So with shrinking IT budgets, total cost of ownership is a critical consideration. So look for a screening solution that is delivered on-demand via a subscription model. That will give you your most cost-benefit. And you also need to make sure that it employs a rapid implementation methodology for best value. Software as a service, on-demand applications can virtually eliminate new investments in hardware, um, software, and data centers. This also reduces the burden of IT and allow more strategic investments in technology infrastructure and resources. A solution with a rapid implementation methodology will lead to faster time to value and productivity for users. A focus on configurations rather than customizations make it possible to quickly roll out and eventually upgrade your system. Integration points that rely on XML and open standards also make it easier to connect with critical systems. So like I said, I think it's important to have both solutions on demand with a subscription base to get the best, for lack of a better word, best bang for your buck and the most amount of productivity. 
uh, you talked about the resolution process a little bit. How do exporters manage that? Managing the resolution process, we what you can do is you manage that with workflow and escalation. So if you have a potential match, and that's when somebody does match to a list, you must manage that resolution process. So we look for a solution with workflow tools that provide event-driven notifications. Task visibility is, in, is important as well, and hierarchy um, exception management. Workflow helps users efficiently manage that process. They assign tasks and escalate screening issues as required. Event-driven notifications are triggered when certain events occur or could potentially occur, and these can be proactive alerts that help your organizations and your compliance officers with improved planning response time for significant events, such as when many lists are updated on the same day. Also, task visibility gives insight into work volumes and features such as task monitors, dashboards, team-based work keys, which also aid in productivity to find that potential match that has happened. The most flexible solutions automate the resolution process as much as possible and then rely on exception handling workflows for outlying cases. So global companies will often have more than one compliance expert for different business units or product lines. So by properly allocating and escalating tasks, these experts are able to manage an exception-based system, improving overall accuracy and enhance compliance. So when you're managing your resolution process, you, make sh you just need to make sure that you have all these tools in place so that you're, once again, using the lease production um, with the most accurate process to resolve all these potential matches. Okay. If our audience wants to find out more about those specific tools, where can they go for more info? Sure. They can visit us at www.try.gocloudlogistics.com slash rps-accuracy-check. That will take them to a landing page to show them more information about our restricted party screening solutions. And it will also give them the ability to check their current solution or manual process against an accuracy check basically that we created to um, ensure people are you know, using a solution that's the best for them. Excellent. So that link will be in the show notes. Steve Keithley, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you. I appreciate it. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.